board the plane, crack the safe, steal the gold. Such a simple plan, what could go wrong? We'll tell you when we discuss the Netflix original, Lift. Coming on board, this week we welcome... Hey, I'm Darnell. I'm Matt. I'm Chad. We're about to take off on the 144th episode of your award-winning podcast. We used to talk about this at work. You know, squishy first chair. Thanks for keeping it warm last week, Matt. Um, you might need to you might need to wash it because I'm no, sick I, now. Well, okay. I thought you was gonna say I need might need to watch it after listening to the shit y'all talked about last week. Content is content, baby. Is it though? Is it though? We 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 will see when the numbers roll in. Yeah, we shall see. Um, so this week we are welcoming another one of your friends from the old days, uh, Darnell. How are you doing, dude? I can't complain. I'm glad to be here on your award-winning show. So why don't you, so you got, you and Matt used to work together. Uh, is there anything you can share about that time? <clears throat> you know, I'm going to keep it simple. It was a coming-of-age moment for the both of us. He had hair. Um, he was proud to be from St. Louis, and we learned, he made sure we knew that a lot. I got a chance to see his first apartment, and it was, I mean, he's really, really laid down a foundation in Sassable where there was no parties until he came. I'm just going to say it like that. I mean, I'm not going to name the specifics of it, but there was a lot of tropes he left. He brought culture to all of Sasebo across where, the board. Where are, and, you from, where are you from? Oh, Atlanta via Chicago. Okay. okay. Yeah, I live in Texas now though. No, well, yeah. you were like he was like you were like he would you know let everybody know he's from St. Louis. I was like, oh, well, where are you from? What's going on there? Yeah, I mean everybody put down that flag, but I will say he was a he was a standout feature. I will give him that, and it took him no time to find a girlfriend in record time, and like she was all over him in no time. I was like. Wait a minute, nobody else got he that quick and he was in a different apartment. I mean, he cheated a lot in video games, but you okay. know, he did what he had to do. I, I'm glad you said video games. Yeah, I'm like, what? I'm like, sir, <laughs> sir, what are you doing? I'm glad you said video games. We're not even four <laughs> minutes into this episode, and you putting this man out there, out there. Okay, I see. No, 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 no. No, he used to be a be like be this. beast in Halo. That's what you run a shout. Yeah, I'm gonna need some co-signers on that. There might be some angry people that might uh you want a hey, lot, man. but it was on it was under pretenses. It was under different pretenses. It was you know? a, it was a different time, if you will. Uh indeed it was. I mean, if it wasn't from him, I would I'd probably spent way too much money on uh alcoholic beverages and video games. Like there was just so much out there between like Fight Night, that was Def Jam Vendetta, Marvel versus Capcom. Mm. It was it was it was commitment where we did less of work because we were immersed in our bond as a friendship. Mm. We, during that time, um, across the board, everybody who was on the ship at that time, like you said, we created a unbreakable bond to where everything we've been through from the highs to the lows, that even um, 15, mm, let me do my math right, 18 years later that, you know, haven't spoke to somebody and 
hey, can you do this? And no doubt that this person is going to do it. So um, I take it as just we was forward deployed and whatever in the scenarios that we went through just created an unbreakable bond that we all cherish. And I will give you credit. I will give him credit on this here. I believe he bought Comic Cons to Japan because he dressed it. Him and a lot of his associates, they dressed in animal outfits, and they weren't doing that heavily in America yet, let alone in Japan so much. I will give him that much. We, uh, we, he was talking about the parties I threw. So our, my first one, um, it was at a bar and. Yeah, everybody who's it was involved that hasn't been on the show. So, but people involved, uh, yeah, we went out and got costumes and stuff just to be silly and things like that. And that slowly kind of be a staple. How long were you in, Darnell? Five and a half uh, proud years. Okay. Okay. Um. So, you pre-show, you were telling us that you might be going to the Super Bowl? Oh, initially... I was speaking about this past Super Bowl. I had an opportunity to go with my CEO, but since it was a record-breaking low, he chose to opt out of it with his brother, and I'm glad we did. What do you mean record-breaking low? I mean, in history, there's never been a record-breaking low for the weather. It was at, like, negative 20 degrees at the game. A lot You're talking about the the playoffs game, brother. Uh, the one last week? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. So that was the uh, wild card game between the Chiefs and Miami. And they said that um, it was negative, like, 20 degrees or something like that to Correct. where it was, like, the second um, coldest game in NFL history. And, like, people who was buying beers, um, it was freezing before they could drink it. And... I read an article where they were saying, like, I want to say eight people had to go to the yes. hospital for, like, hyperthermia and things like that's that. That's correct. That's yeah. correct. That's exactly that's exactly what happened. And I'm glad I didn't go. Yeah. It's not worth it to me. to be. If that code, you have a more enjoyable time at home. So mm-hmm. I've only been in one degree weather within the last week. So, um, so why didn't they call the game or delay it, I should say? Honestly, I believe it was it was really important because you know the Chiefs are um, the face of the, of the NFL right now, and you know that. with a with a with appearance by Taylor Swift supporting Travis uh, Travis, it's like hey, this is one of the main games that we're watching because we're expecting them to make a return visit, you know, and nobody's concerned about another team in the NFL. Period. I mean, we have our favorites, but. I can honestly say Patrick has gotten his money's worth. I wish I was in the situation. No, I feel so, you. I feel you. I, I, just... think it, I think it more has to do with um, getting there because Buffalo had a cold game too. Not as cold, but they had a lot more snow. So where they canceled that game and they postponed it to later on because it's but... about it's about physically getting there and everything like that. Like if, if there was a concern, a safety concern about people physically getting there, then they canceled it. But just being cold, that's up to you. If you want to be cold. Oh, right. Okay. All right. I mean, if drinks are literally freezing, <laughs> that's not a safety concern. Okay. Not for NFL. And when it comes to that money, 
That's I believe that was a great. I believe that was the, the the outline right there. This is the wild card game with, with Kansas City and this Kansas City. Uh, the, the show must go on. Too much money on the line. Way too I much. You. I feel you. And then uh, there's some young love with your with your son. Yes, I'm proud to say that he's uh celebrating his anniversary after one year with his girlfriend, right? And I've been in support of him highly. You know, him being in the marching band and she's on the dance team with him, it's really going well for him. Really going well. I mean, I'm already he's already learning how to drive and everything. So he's like 16. He's 15. He'll be 16 in April. Okay. 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 All right. Well, good luck with all that. That's really cute. I need it. I really do need it. He. It's like being a father. God got a sense of humor where. I'm really raising a younger version of myself and I have to be vulnerable with his needs. Otherwise he won't come to me with his thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. and what's troubling him. And and that's, I agree. That's the biggest thing. Like the more I see him do stuff, it's more stuff that I did as a kid. And, and that's what I'm saying. You want to have that trust to where they feel comfortable, good or bad to tell you stuff. And yeah. that takes time. Yeah. Safe. So, I mean, we live in a different world where I can confirm that there was a lot of kids that weren't even 10 years old that got a brand new iPhone this year and they have access to a lot more than us. And the safest thing we could do as parents, like um, my son has a allowance of $20, but that's not the amount of money that he gets. I mean, it's more just like, uh, it's like what's in your wallet. I, I need all of that. If you give them money, you can't miss like they're, there is nothing you can't do for them if you have the finances, but it's always money. That's all it is to it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm in a hole. Like, seriously, Christmas set me back, you know, because he almost had everything. Like, I don't know anybody that has two VR headsets, one at my house and one at your mom's house, and you have a PS5. Is VR that dope, though? I mean, it has it. Yes, I believe it has its moments where I've dived into it, where I believe that where people are missing that VR games, you don't have to pay a $60 price. There are $15 games that are only like three hours. And then you have $45 games that could run eight to 10. And then you have the more ones they put a lot of effort into that are 60 so at any moment the same thing on xbox or playstation with the stuff that you have in their store it's more about the immersion of the vr stuff of actually of you actually being there and things like that to where um like i have one and it's a novelty it's a novelty item it's like uh it's like a board game I'm not going to play this by myself, but then when people come over, then I bring it out because people's never experienced it, and it's a cool um, little thing and stuff like that for people to do who's never done a VR stuff. I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And different things, like there's like boxing games, or it's more interactive. I will give it that. You know, like if you go to David Buster's, they have you know, the Star Wars game, and you're sitting there, you can almost bust a sweat versus being on a VR ride or something like that. Like, it, it really is. I got my money's worth. I will say that. Yeah, that's true. When you're playing those, uh, like, there was a roller coaster game that I got motion sickness playing that game. Ah. Uh, yeah, I suffer from high elevation sickness myself. So I read an article, too, with uh, King of Barris in there. And uh, for people who don't know, you know, he created um, Blackish. 
and all of those shows and stuff. And he is um, in production of doing a biopic of Richard Pryor. Um, Did they, they cast, about, do any casting yet? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but the thing that uh, part of the article struck my attention is he's going to remake The Wizard of Oz. Now, The Wizard of Oz, not The Wiz. No, The Wizard of Oz. And let me get the exactly what he said. This person is going is going to take place in Inglewood, California. What? Oh, may, maybe maybe the um before they go to Oz part, maybe that's what he yeah. means. Yeah, yeah. So he said the original Wizard of Oz took place during the Great Depression, Great Depression, and it was about self reliance and what people were going through. Bear said. I think this is a perfect time to switch the characters and talk about what someone imagines their life could be. It was ultimately a hero journey. Someone thinks something's better than where they're at, and then they go and realize that they that they're at this where they should be. Um and not only that, um what where, where the fuck did he say that? Like this article is being whacked. But also he wants to do a, a wonderful life too. Remake a wonderful life. Oh wow. I, okay. Interesting. Mm, I'm open to the idea. I just want to see the like the plot of it. Will it line up with you know more modern times or is it gonna be more where you're trying to tailor towards the community and the world we live in now? Oh, I found a part. He says his version of Dorothy is a girl who lives in the bottoms, which is a huge apartment complex located in Inglewood, California. Okay. I mean, it's, it feels like the Wiz. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to see if there was more to it, but it's like location, location. Mm. So right. my thing is also like I don't want Kenya Bears behind this. Like, I don't like him as a creator because it's like, I'm not saying things can't have like racial undertones, but in my opinion, he's really heavy handed with the racial issues that he does in his projects. And also, of course, of course, Dorothy's going to be mixed. Well, okay. I was getting to that too. And then it's just like, he doesn't seem to know how to cast any dark skinned black people. Right. I can agree with that. I mean, I I lost my following for Blackish because I didn't I believe it was more just the whole show is like disconnected from what reality is. It wasn't like the shower. No, that's not how it is. When you live in the suburbs, STEM programs and your kids are already paid to go through college, and he's just remembering the tropes how how he grew up. And just be happy that you made it out and you're you're married to a, a registered nurse. Right, right. I read online that this is going to be called Wizard Wizish. <laughs> <Wiz -ish. laughs> That's fine. I, I, I when they review, I, I can't wait to see you guys review on it. I really can't. I, I really, am really... curious if this will actually get made though, because you know how like a lot of times they'll say, "Oh yeah, I'm trying to do X, Y, Z," and then it just never comes out. Right. I believe it. I mean, for the most part, I believe it'll just go straight to a streaming site. It's very possible. As far as like for it to make it to theaters, it's not going to get steamed like Barbie. I don't believe it. Sh it sh 
I mean, that's really that's that's a really high bar to set. I I wouldn't compare anything If it is, before it, I mean, because if you, it's like Riz of Oz, and you make it and you change the characters around, but if you make it with that f with the um the trope of different of the ethnicity being in that kind of background, it might go straight to streaming. Streaming West, Peacock, Netflix, that's it. Well, the thing is, it would have to. That see, then that's the tricky thing, right? Because of like who owns what. So MGM owns the rights to uh, Wizard of Oz, which is owned by Amazon. So theoretically, it would go straight to Prime, but Prime Amazon makes a push to like put as many things as they can in the theater because they want award recognition. So this, so this possibly, and also like Wizard of Oz. Like that name alone is going to go in the theater because it has name recognition. That's why we keep getting all these remakes and stuff because like people don't want the studios don't want to like put new stuff out there. They want to put something in the theater that you recognize so that you will go and see it. So Correct. if you reboot The Wizard of Oz, it's going to go be in the theater. It's got to make that money. We're talking about a $200 million more Well, nobody movie. said that. Nobody said that. Nobody said he was getting $200 million, and you don't need $200 million to redo The, the Wizard of Oz. I, I mean, CG versus just a camera going around um, Oakland or Inglewood. Well, no, remember, that's, mean, just the, that's just the beginning, though. Like, when we get to Oz, that can be sets. Mm. Yeah. But Good we'll old see. cosplay. So, Matt, you're thinking about doing cocaine? Shit, I might as well. It may make me feel better. Mm. Um, oh, I guess we, uh, elephant in the room, Matt's sick. Yeah, I have a fever. I oh. feel like boo boo. Um, you know, oh. everybody's looking for that next uh, caffeine high. Um, you know, you have all the energy drinks, monsters, and stuff. And what is that drink? What, what is that? Panera that has all that extra sugar and stuff that, um, you know what I'm talking about that lemonade stuff from yeah. Panera, yeah, yeah. agave or something like that. Right. So now they have a snortable caffeine powder at Panera. Um, no, 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 no. This is totally different. Um, and it's called Wanna Bump. <laughs> um. So the product. Offerings include nasal spray, powder vials, and fake rolled money for consumption. The company's website advertises products as innovative energy supplement that consists of a balanced blend of caffeine and enostal, a sugar produced by the body, designed to provide an immediate, smooth energy boost. Now, one consumer who chose to remain anonymous discovered it on Amazon for $14.99 and described it as like an intense Cat cocaine minus all the bad side. That's a horrible example. Uh, like a less intense cocaine minus all the bad side effects. They felt the effects immediately and used approximately 500 milligrams a week, mainly at home when they need an energy boost. However, medical professionals are skeptical about this notable caffeine. Mm. So would you try this notable caffeine? I don't want to snort anything. Honestly, I'll try anything once and I'll reference this to a travel. Uh, King, do you rec uh, do you recollect us traveling to Russia where they had snortable alcohol? Uh, no. Uh, you guys went there right before I got there. That's unfortunate. Yes, they had snortable alcohol, and we tried absinthe. But I believe that we should let 
you know, the better taste, uh, like, hey, this is the beta models, like, because something could go wrong. Allergies, me, I don't want to fail a drug test unless I do it on the low. And uh, I'm, I, I just want to see how it works out for those around me before I would give it a, a whirl. Because, you know, I don't do cocaine. I just like the way it smells. But, um, yeah, we'll see how that uh, transpires. <laughs> I mean, if you can't try new things with your friends, then they're not your friends. Hmm. Okay. I like that um, answer. Matt, you would, you would you try snortable caffeine? No. Why not? <laughs> I don't like to do I don't like to do anything like that. Um no. I don't even like taking pills. Oh. Well you gotta crush them up. You gotta crush them up. I I don't want to be I I keep it basic. Okay. I don't I'm gonna be the one I'm not gonna be stuck in my ways, you know. I I'm open to new things, you know. All right. So Matt and I will like I would like to have an argument with Matt. Uh, so Darnell, you're you a PlayStation or an Xbox guy? Ooh, wow! Do you ah. have, do you have both? I what? have dabbled in both, and I will have to say that right now, because we're able to cross platform. Wait, yeah. Do you, wait, what do you own? What do you right. yourself own? Not I bought this for my kid. What do you own? It's more just like one and PS5, and one came before the other. And I believe right now Xbox One is number is top is is at the top, and that's only due to the fact there's not a lot to play on PS5 at this point. And we've been waiting for GTA for over what five, ten, ten years. We've waited way too long, so there's nothing really out there for you to really play on PS5. They're letting you play. PS4 games and games we never asked for, and Xbox One is leading the way. I really do believe that. Okay, so just just so I'm clear, you you own both systems, Xbox One and PS5. Yeah, you you have both. Yes, absolutely. Okay, all right. So um, Matt just recently bought the PlayStation Portal. Um, for those that aren't familiar with the PlayStation Portal, it is um. Think of it as like a tablet with um, PlayStation controllers attached to it, and it lets you remotely connect to your PlayStation 5, which is at your house, and then you're basically streaming um, the games from your home system to wherever you are. Mm. With that being said, uh, was that purchase, Matt, based off of the fact of your wife not knowing what to get you and I had <laughs> you know, recommended it? No, it's it's it boils down to it was available and she gave me permission to buy it. What and with that, um, has it upset you that so many other portable actual uh video games have been available? We've been uh just swamped with so many from um outside of Steam Deck. We have the Aces Rog, we have the Lenovo, and we have probably two more dropping real soon here across the board and it's like, I don't know which direction to go, but from my understanding with the uh, PlayStation Portable, the issue at hand is uh, Wi-Fi. Yes, that's what it boils down to. If you are looking for a, basically a portable system, this is not for you. This is not what this is. Uh, 
This is more for um, basically people who can who would like to play their PS5 not on their TV, basically, um, or people who were has would like to play at work or during a lunch break or something like that, or you know somebody with kids to where you know Bluey or something's on the TV and you want to play it, but now you can play it on this. And like you said, uh, yes, the Wi-Fi is a big component of this. And strangely enough, I thought it was the Wi-Fi where you're at, but actually it's the Wi-Fi of where your PS5 is at. Well, it's both actually. Well, yeah, it's both, but it's mainly like if you're if you're good where your PS5 is, then it also depends on both. But yeah, I thought it was just one. Um it's um it's it's uh it, yeah, basically that's what it is. It's it's for like if you want to on your lunch break jump on some whatever then it's good so like i play i try spider-man out which was great but i feel if you were trying to do some online stuff like uh call of duty or fortnite or something like that unless your um internet's amazing you're going to get uh like drops or um uh, lagging and things like that so i wouldn't if you're thinking about I'm going to play Fortnite on the road, I wouldn't uh, think of it like that, but more like a single player game, which would be good. Yeah. So when you were asking me about it, I was like, eh, like whatever, like because I have the um the backbone. So like I can connect my uh, iPhone to this mm -hmm. and play. And for me, that's fine. Like I got like re these retail for like um, 80, 90 dollars but I got it off marketplace for like $50. And I'm like, this is fine. Like sometimes like if I, if I got a new hot game and my daughter wants to watch TV, I can be on the couch doing this and she's watching her show or the rare occasion that I'm traveling, I could, you know, um, connect and play. And, uh, but also the neat thing about this is like, this is a controller for my phone. So if I have games installed on my phone, I can use this. So, uh -huh. you know, uh, Netflix is into games now. So uh, I downloaded Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and I was playing uh -huh. like this on my phone. But like, uh -huh. I was just like, why did you buy that, though? Because it's like it's like three hundred dollars, right? Two. Two. Yeah. It's like I like that's my biggest issue with it, too, because it's like it's not like it's a system. It's Wi-Fi dependent. So uh -huh. it's, so it's like if you. If if anything in this in here is like not good, you're not playing shit, and it's just that, right? You can't use it for any other purposes. Um, you can use it for whatever your PS Five does, minus the um, minus the uh, oh, streaming, streaming stuff. Yeah. yeah, like Netflix and stuff like that. You can't do none of that or whatever like that. So basically, just video game playing, basically. Yeah, I don't. Honestly, know who this is for. Like, I, I get, I get the examples that you use, but like, we all have cell phones at this point. Like, get a controller. Well, it depends on how you feel about the controller. With well, um, you can actually like, Bluetooth like, your, oh, your actual controller to your phone. You can, and and remote plays <clears throat> that way. I think I have the answer. I believe that PlayStation Portable was a. Uh, more frugal way to have a outside 
way of actually playing on a ma mainstream system because as you know if you try to get a steam deck it could run you everywhere between five and six hundred dollars right and i believe it was just a way for them to people that don't have the money to t toss away like that like i didn't get the steam deck on the differentials that it the battery it's only like three to four hours that doesn't mm -hmm. work for me but so it's I was not, waiting to see what else was coming out. It's not internet dependent though, right? Like what I'm saying is like I, I know like you might need the internet to like download some stuff, but like from straight you, from uh, from Steam. It's already it's in there, but everybody doesn't have money to put away like no, that no, for no, a Steam what, Deck. So no, it's like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the way it works. Does it work like the PlayStation portal where you are streaming the games from your computer or can you download them to the device? From what I heard, it's both, but I believe it's mainly um, it's more just a, a Wi-Fi thing. Like, hey, set up a hotspot on your phone, boom, that go ahead and get jump on that Steam Deck, and you're good to go. And I've known people to have the option where they have like one terabyte on their Steam Deck, and it's already downloaded completely in there. Most people go that range, so if you don't have, have like six hundred dollars and it's downloaded completely on the handheld system you don't have the money like that, I would believe that PlayStation Portable is for you. Uh, Chad, you took a mini vacation? How was that? Yeah. Um. So I went to New York um, last week, but the point of the trip was I wanted to see some shows. Um, like so musicals? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. On Broadway. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah. Um, before we get into that, so uh, I checked out the Museum of Sex. Because uh, mm -hmm. I saw like an Instagram thing about it, which was kind of cool. Uh, so like um, it's three tiers to the ticket. So the first tier is just the ticket. Second tier is the ticket and you get like a booby um, stress ball. Mm. And then the third tier, you get the booby stress ball plus an edible. And so I was like, okay, I wasn't aware that, you know, wheat and stuff was legal in New York, but whatever. So, um, you know, the first half of it is like, um, like an actual museum. So it's like, um, it's talking about like different, like sexual, um, uh, like artifacts, like, um, here's like some information from like one of the bunny places in Vegas brothels. Mm -hmm. Ah, the bunny ranch. Yeah. 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 Like it's, you know, information about that. Like, you know, they had like, uh, issues not issues, but like um, they highlighted like Playboy, like historical things in sex. And then like then there was a section of the museum that talked about like sex and music where, um, you know, like, you know, shit was popping off in the 90s. Sure. Like Lil' Kim and stuff. But then like it was going like as far as back as like the 60s and the 70s and stuff like the kind of stuff that was happening in music then. And then the second half of the museum was like a carnival where you could play like sex themed games like um there was one where um it was the um you know the the, the claw machine thing and mm -hmm. then it was like sex toys you could pull out but you know claw machines are rigged so you know they had uh, some in japan where you could get uh undergarments <laughs> classic japan classic japan <laughs> Um, other little games. Then they had like uh one of those games where you just shoot water into the um the mouth thing, but it's like a uh, like like uh like 
Normally it's like a clown or something. The balloon gets bigger. Yeah. Uh, but it was like a sexual thing. So it was pretty cool. Um, were you expecting more? No, I mean, there was more. I was just, you know. No, I was just saying it was pretty cool. Would you recommend it? Yeah, what? It's a good, like, it, it could have been a situation where they were like, here is some 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 sexual history and also some stuff you can take a picture next to and fuck off. But there was like actual effort in the museum, oh. which I appreciate it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so shows. So I uh, saw two shows. The first one was called Gutenberg the Musical. It stars Josh Gad and um, I forget his name, but he they were in the Book of Mormon together. And the essentially the play is they are two guys that um, spent their life savings trying to um, get a show made. And so, like, the show you're going to is the only night that they could afford the show to, you know, to run. And they can't afford any actors, so they're playing all the different parts. So it's kind of like... That sounds cool. It sounds cool. Yeah, it sounds cool. But it wasn't. So the the thing is, like, it's the... the, um, So, like, they'll break character and, like, explain parts to the audience. But, like, the, the problem is, like, the joke is a comedy. So, like, the musical that they're doing is not supposed to be good. And so it's oh. like, I don't care. And, like, these none of this matters. Like, yeah, obviously, it's entertainment. It doesn't matter. Uh, but it's dry like, humor. I, no, it was, it was funny. But I'm just saying, like, if you're watching some, if you're watching a show within a show and the show within the show is supposed to not be good, then what I care about is before we go down that extra layer about the two guys and I don't care about the two guys because it's just two fucking dudes on stage. Okay. So it was fine. Like I don't see them like doing something to where it's like a national tour or anything like that. So like mm-hmm. I feel like this would just end on Broadway. You know, it was fine to go to but whatever. But the um second show I saw on Sunday night was called Shook. Shook. It's the um, one Amanda recommended to us mm-hmm. about the corn. And it was really fun. And um, I went on the final night of the show. So, like, everybody was emotional in the cast. Like, you know, they were holding back. Did tears. you do that intentionally? Yes. Okay. Because, like, it's going to be a very different vibe if it's the last show. Okay. So, like, you know, um, the show has two narrators. And so they, you know, pop in and out during the, throughout the show and like one of the narrators like he 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 was just crying so hard when the show started you know because mm-hmm. you know this is your family for the last two years or however long they've been doing the show you know mm-hmm. and then like you know some of the women was it, in one song specifically it's a really emotional song and like the two actresses just were just crying like you know throughout the song and like you know they got like a two minute standing ovation while they were trying to you know compose themselves you know okay so it was a a really good show it was a nice time overall I had a good time in New York but it was so expensive (laughs) I believe that yeah shit yes I've been to the Nutcracker before to opera I enjoyed it and I can't go in it anymore unless it's like Samuel L. Jackson's wife performing because no opera will hold up to uh, the scene in uh, The Fifth Element with Pablo Laguna. I 
Just <laughs> can't watch another one. It's my favorite performance of all time. Yeah. That's right. And they could at least put um, an explicit show in there where they're not showing anything or have a curtain up or something like that. I mean, it is that kind of expose. Kids, they like if you don't know, kids, if you don't know yeah, what you're referring to, go look up Fifth Element. It's a great movie. Yes. It's, an it's an extraordinarily, it's a masterpiece. Yeah, I, probably, I haven't seen it in so long. I need to probably go back and revisit it. Same. It might be up for review. Mm. Possibly. Wouldn't be against that. Um, so my last thing is that so you know I had a you know very uneventful trip out of town you know it was nice and chill walked a lot you know nothing out of the ordinary you know nothing nothing no cause for concern and so I get back home and uh, I pop by a friend's house and uh, as I'm leaving my friend's house I forget that when you leave their house there's a big step down right. Mm -hmm as you're walking out the door and um, I forgot. And so I stepped down and I didn't feel a step and I panicked. And then my, my foot just went. And so I'm like, mm. so I didn't fall because, you know, I, I, I was in cliffhanger mode, but um, I fucked my foot up real bad. Uh, like, I'm, did your friend, was your friend with you um, when you, when this happened or you, you was already out the door? No, it was as I was walking out the door. Did they laugh? Yeah. Oh. So it's like that meek so it's like that meek meal skit when he fell down almost fell down the stairs in the snow. Okay. Yeah, because my friends ain't shit. Yeah. Right. Okay. You didn't roll your ankle or twist it, did you? I mean, just It's more on my foot. Oh less okay. on my ankle. So like uh, I was limping to the car and then later that evening, like um uh, I was giving my, my daughter a bath and I was like, Wait, I never looked at my foot and this still hurts. And it was just like swollen and i was like huh okay this explains some stuff so how is it now i it still hurts so i iced it and the swelling's down and it still hurts so i went to urgent care yesterday and they did an x-ray and stuff and the doctor was like yeah man so i'm a little concerned with something that i see on here but i don't want to definitively say give you a diagnosis right so he's like, oh, I'm going to forward the x-ray to another party, and we will call you. And I was like, okay. And they never called me. So I'm hoping I will get a call Monday. Okay. That, I wish you were playing Bill of Health. Yeah, I mean, you ain't got plantar fasciitis or nothing like that. Hey, if he knew, he would have said something. He, he didn't want to be like, oh, man, this shit not broke. It's just a sprain. And then the other person like, nah. We need to um, immediately remove this man's foot. He he want to see. He want to be liable, right? Okay. Mm. But yeah, ho hopefully everything's okay. Yeah, fingers yeah. crossed. But all right, that's all of our stuff, and that takes us to this week's discussion of Lyft. You and your friends are looking at identity fraud, money laundering, and transportation of stolen property. But I'm here offer you a deal we need you to steal something <laughs> a master thief and his interpol agent ex-girlfriend team up to steal 500 million dollars in gold bullion being transferred on a passenger plane all right so um darnell what did yes. you think of this movie honestly i uh i overestimated it 
I had spoke to King ahead of time, and I was like, hey, I'm looking at the premise of the movie being about a heist, and I'm like, hey, this isn't like Dwayne Johnson's movie, A Red Notice. And when I went into it, I had elements like maybe it's like Bullet Train or like Six on the Ground. And no, no, it was not. I believe after watching it, I will say that Vincent D'Arfrio, who plays Denton in the movie, I was proud to see him because I'm a fan of his work. Before like Law and Order, he played Edgar in the first Men in Black movie, you know, the big cockroach. And I have really been following his work playing uh, on the Marvel movies as Kingpin and Daredevil, Punisher, Echo, and Hawkeye, and just seeing him in there. I believe he had the best character in the movie. It was great to see uh, one of my favorite actors of who was in a professional that played Leon. You know, he's the main villain, but he really wasn't in the movie. He was on a video call, and he had like two minutes of screen time. They probably ran out of money, but outside of that, I believe the movie would have been good if it didn't have Kevin Hart through the whole movie. And it was more CGI and a lot of D-list actors, sound stages. They went nowhere. Like, they basically took a trip to Italy, and he's like, hey, record me at the boat. We're going to go inside the museum, which is probably a sound stage. It was a waste of money, and um, there was nothing intelligent about how they did it. I don't believe Kevin Hart has the physicality at about five foot three to beat up bad guys. He didn't do he didn't come up with any sort of death and layers. And when he tried to be deep about his backstory, it wasn't believable at all. His name was Cyrus. And I just wish to never have seen it. And I think I will gonna I'm gonna give it another try. I'm gonna watch the movie during Valentine's Day for Netflix and chill. That's how I'm gonna watch it. I wish never to see that movie again. Very definitive answer. <laughs> uh, what about you, Matt? I enjoyed this movie. Um, I like how Kevin Hart is not doing his normal Kevin Hart stuff. He's not the, uh, the weak, cowardly person that he normally plays in his movies. Um, I appreciate him trying to do something different. Um, um, now, um, yeah, I enjoyed this movie for what it is. I didn't have any high expectations for this movie. I appreciate it for what it was. Um, everything that Darnell said about the CGI and things like that, I didn't take that as a negative. Um, it is what it is, but I appreciated that, um, Kevin Hart trying to do something different. Um, so I, I enjoyed this movie for a Netflix heist movie. It was fine for me. I enjoyed it. I hope he does more stuff uh, when he's not playing, quote unquote, the Kevin Hart character. Um, and then maybe he can grow and learn and do more to where he can be a little bit more believable outside of his his normal stick that he does. Hmm. Yeah, I thought this was decent. Like, um, my real complaint about this is like, you know, we got an idea of uh, we got we got some um, some character development for Kevin Hart as well as his the his love interest, but like I feel like there were too many people on the team to not kind of understand where they're coming from. Like there were like light mentions of like 
why would they do this suicide mission essentially like oh yeah blah blah wants to see their see their family again and whatever whatever but it's like maybe if there were less people on the team i could get to know these people and care about the team members a little bit because Mm -hmm. i didn't really care about anybody on the team like yes it's cool vincent d'onofrio was on the team i know who he is so yes i care about him but you know what i mean like i only care about him because of his other roles Right, right. I see what you're saying. There was no character development. Like, they, I've seen the guy who played the engineer. He was funny with, by himself. They, it's like they only had so much money to give people a few lines in the movie. And it's like, did anybody die? Somebody got jettisoned out the cool jet that was already from NASA. Other than that, I'm like, who is that again? Honestly, do you guys recommend that we watch the movie again? Maybe we missed something. I mean, it was fine. Like, I, I personally don't have time to rewatch a lot of stuff because of yeah. the nature of what we do here. So, okay. is this something that I would recommend someone? I would, I would recommend this movie. Like, it was a fine watch. Um, I agree. Not, yeah, I would recommend this movie. Um. Not highly. It's not like drop whatever thing what you're doing, go watch yeah. this movie. But like, you know, if you're chilling on a Friday night, throw this on. I might even throw this on on some like background noise or something like that while I'm cooking or something like that and just there look up casually of what's going on. So it's not bad, but you know, it's, it's basically that's what it is. I recommend it. A nice little uh, Netflixy uh, heist movie. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, check it out. Yeah. I'm going to go with Dollar General for about $3. DVD, you know, put it in a potluck or secret Santa stash. <laughs> Do you have anything to plug on the way out? Yes. Um, you spoke about uh the remaking uh, a movie based around Richard Pryor. Did have mm-hmm. they released any information as far as like the actor or the premise of it? Is, is it a biopic? La- yes. Last time I heard it. Now this was like last year. I heard it was going to be Mike Epps, but um, let me check. But no, when I say uh, anything for you to plug, like your social medias or anything else like that. Oh, absolutely not. Maybe next time. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So as of me. last oh. as of last year, uh, it's Mike Epps that's playing him. Interesting. The greatest comedian who ever lived, Mike Epps, is going to play him. Um, I want to see if it's um, good nor bad. You know, he had his trials and tribulations in personal life. Uh huh, and I want to see if Paul Mooney's going to be, you know, who's going to play him in a movie if they do include that. You know, yeah, that's uh-huh. a big thing. You know, because I had an issue recently with everybody speaking about Cat Williams, and it boils down to people write for comedians and brawl each other's jokes all the time. It's just they deliver it better. So Paul Mooney writing for Richard Pryor is like, does that make Paul Mooney the greatest comedian who ever lived? Because he came up with all the jokes or it was it because Richard Pryor delivered it so well. So I right. can't wait to see how the movie comes out. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Once again, appreciate you. Thank you for being on. I hope I can be welcome in the future. Yeah, I'm sure you will. But mm-hmm. I mean, in all honesty, it depends on how your ratings do. I understand. I got hit by a truck recently too. That, I forgot to leave that out. It wouldn't be the first time. That, that's a, that 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 is that is um 
that, 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 that's 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 something that's <laughs> that is something to leave us on there, Darnell, man. Yeah. I'm gonna share a picture with you, Kane. Gonna love to see how this guy's truck looked. But like I say, you have to pay attention to what you're doing. He thought he had send me this information through chat. Uh I'm not sorry to cut you off. It's just uh, I want to wrap this up. I feel like shit and I need to take some more medicine. Yeah. So yeah. I just want to wrap up the show real quick and yeah, yeah. take this stuff. Thank you All for right, listening, guys. Thank thank you for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on X, formerly Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and threads at we used to talk pod. Follow me on Letterbox at BOW1213, Matt at Mr. King0257, and come back next week when we review self-reliance. And like always, I don't know if this is a good episode. I don't know if it was a bad episode. But whatever you talk about, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening.